Good evening and welcome to another episode of uh, A Couple With. I have a guest today but first I would like to talk about how and why I'm doing the podcast. This is to help with mental health, to get people's stories across and whether or not it's you with mental health your, or your experiences of family members, friends, just talking about mental health and making sure that it's inclusive and nobody is left out and essentially one day hoping that I never have to do this podcast which is I know it's a strange uh, strange way of putting it for most people but uh, would make bring me nothing but happiness to see this podcast out of uh, out of business well I have a guest today and she's actually the youngest guest I've had on so if she'd like to introduce herself hello I'm Emma Blackwood and I'm 16 um which is probably an odd age to be coming on to something like this um, I thought I would come on here to explain my point of view because I don't, I haven't experienced mental health, but I've experienced people around me su- suffer with it. Um, and I just wanted to talk about my understanding and lack of understanding of the whole mental health. And I thought this would be a great way to get my point of view across. Well, that's fantastic. And thank you for, for being, as I say, you are my youngest uh, guest on here. So it's yes. always nice to see younger people trying to get more involved with mental health when I was younger mental health it was what what is mental health nobody knows what mental health yeah so it's nice to see people of a younger age coming in and going right we now have a better understanding of what's going on so what is your um understanding of mental health and what have you so far experienced not for yourself you say but through other people what what's your experience well, my the way I view it is um, I don't understand how somebody can feel that way because luckily I'm in a position where I am very happy and I've I think I've grown up in a way that is very happy and I'm I've just been living a good life. Um, I mean, I can only say that as far as my 16 years. Mm. Um, but my point of view is that I. I don't understand it but I do understand that people do suffer with it and it is a serious thing Um, and I'm glad that I mean my friends talk about it they suffer with depression and anxiety and my friends do talk about it and like you said I like that um, people like me the younger generation are speaking about it more because it is a topic that needs to be needs to carry on being spoke about um, Mm -hmm. because I feel like mental health change or not like changes but everything surrounding it like there's all new disorders people are finding out new things and people are feeling different feelings but that keeps growing if that makes sense yeah yeah that Um, makes sense yeah I feel like but it's great that um obviously people around me have experienced it Mm -hmm. all right like I know that it's bad but it gives me and for example my younger nieces um a way to experience that and be able to understand people later in life Mm. because I'll be a paramedic and in that job role um, Mm -hmm. I will experience a lot of people with mental health Um, and right now I feel like I wouldn't be able to connect with them yeah understand them as much as if if I would if I experienced it yeah um I don't know whether I'm making any sense. No, you, um, no you, you are. You are making total sense. It is that one of... It sounds like you're coming across as saying, I've not experienced it myself, but I want to 
help by helping people I need to understand to a certain degree maybe not through experiences but at least have that open-mindedness about the subject in in general yeah I do and I feel like once I get that knowledge um then it's it will just really help me in my later life um but yeah I think it's just getting that knowledge is what I'm struggling with I'm struggling with finding new people to talk to about it because although I know the experiences that my family have Mm. um I feel like it's mental health is very very different for every person every person has an aspect of that in their life they have an aspect of anxiety in their life for example yeah um but some people deal with it in a worse way some people deal with it in a good way um and I feel like there's such a broad range and it's so difficult for me to understand everybody's situation because I know my family and it's just like if they've all for for my sister for example Mm. all I've known is for her to be anxious about things and it's become the norm it's become that's how she is so I don't see her as having anxiety or having like depression because that's just the way she is yeah. So in that in that way, I can't learn about different things. I can't learn about other people's experiences because I I can't label her as having that disorder. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's one of those that once it's it once it's every day, it just becomes part of everyday life. It's, yeah, it's one of those where mental health when it's when somebody's going mental health issues when somebody's going through it in a household it's not just the person that's going through it i feel that everybody under that roof um experiences it but they might not experience it from obviously the person but the knock-on effects that it can have of trying to help them when they're in bad days listening to them obviously so knowing their triggers and trying your best not to to, to yeah. touch on those triggers have you had to go through that with your sister well, I have. I'm sure she won't mind me talking about all this. Um, I have, and I feel like I have... My friends have had depression. Well, have depression, mm. may I say. Um, but I have experienced that. I have just had to learn what to say and what not to say. Mm. Um, and my sister, again, she won't mind me saying, I really hope, <laughs> um, that she is quite sensitive. And um, it could be her. It could be because of her her mental health Mm. but she is quite sensitive so if you say something that she doesn't agree with for a while she will just put up a wall do you know what I mean she'll just it's like a defense mechanism and then she'll just become annoyed and angry yeah but for a while I didn't get along with her well I did get along with her but there were times that we were arguing a lot yeah um and I feel like once I knew what to say and what not to say, we got along better. Yeah. For a while, it was because she was struggling with her ex-boyfriend and her mental health was very low. Yeah. And I needed to understand at that time, of like me trying to have conversations with her, not to bring up anything that related to her ex-boyfriend or anything she did with her ex-boyfriend. So that was a massive part of her life that I just had to not talk about. And that was very hard um but we did it and she's okay now um but it was hard to understand her triggers and understand what not to say and what to say and I feel like that's just very difficult and I feel like that's where the lack of understanding comes when it comes 
in de- like in terms of um what's the word in terms of like what I've been learning about like discrimination yeah with people with mental health and that stigma around it yeah I think that's where the lack of understanding comes in it's not that they're being plain rude it's not that the they just don't like believe in their disorder is because they don't understand what is making them feel that way as I think that's a very, very, very good point of view. And, and a lot of people fear what they don't understand. And it's very hard to understand something that is individ- an individual case. You can have similar symptoms, but I've always said the same diagnosis will be completely different for two, for two different people. Mm. And it is the understanding. And if, if you're growing up and looking at this person going, well, why I, well, we grew up both, I'm guessing you both grew up the same way. Yeah. We both grew up with the same childhood, knowing, and then knowing that there's something not wrong, but different, and mm. you're picking up on this as you're going along. It's it's very hard to, to know, and if anybody's listening to this, this is a, a very good point of saying that two people can have the exact same upbringing, but experience and take things in and have different issues going on but have the same exact upbringing. So it's not just down to upbringing. There are other factors involved. Um, But it does become very hard to understand something you are not going through. But it sounds like you took a lot of time and patience, and I think that's quite the key for it, is patience and patience with the person. Yeah. I think that, going back to another experience, my um, a friend that I was really, really close to, he struggled with his uh, depression, but it got to a point where I couldn't. I mean, I'm afraid to say this because it would it would make me seem like I'm a bad person, and it would make me seem like I'm a horrible person. Um, but there was a time where I just couldn't. I couldn't take it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I didn't understand it. If he was saying stuff about his depression and con- that's all we spoke about was just the way he was feeling. Sometimes it did get a bit of overwhelming. And sometimes it did get to the point where I was like, I don't understand why you're feeling like this. I'm not a therapist. I'm not trained to feel like I'm not trained to help people like this. And then we just stopped being friends because I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. But I feel like I don't want that to happen later in life. I don't want to meet somebody who is struggling and I don't want to then almost shut down because I don't understand. I I think... You're not a bad person for thinking like that. I can honestly say I've spoken to many a people that have, who haven't had mental health issues and tried to help and listen to those that have had mental health issues. Mm. And it, that frustration comes from the inability to help. Because yeah. if you care about that person so much... All you want to—it's human nature. If somebody is in trouble, you want to help. That—that's human nature. Yeah. And the more you realize you can't help, the more you realize it's frustrating, and then you're getting annoyed, and then you're like, you—it's like an internal thing of, oh, why can't I help? But I—I'll mm. I, tell you this: by you listening to them. Even if you can always say to them, look, I need five minutes, that's a lot of information, or can today we just kind of take this time for each other because I am I'm struggling to 
understand and comprehend what's going on so today could we just take an hour out or something like that having that open communication but being there to listen actually does help their mental health because they feel like it it's an a, a way to be able to offload onto somebody so that they can get all these thoughts out if you were to just sit and not say anything and, and just listen generally they can come up with solutions on their own yeah. um, but you also have to say to them as much as I am here for you I also need you to listen to me um, yeah and I think when people go so much into trying to help somebody else and the frustration comes the fr- it's also looking back and going why am I frustrated I'm frustrated because I can't help they've told me a lot of stuff I need to process what's going on and I think if you if in future in future if you have that point of just going that's a lot to take in I'm here for you but I need you to understand I need time to process what's going on but don't don't ever think I'm not here for you I just need to because I'm not going through what you are going through I need time to process what what you are going through so that I can help you in future yeah I have learned from that situation and I still speak to him sometimes I still do tell him like if he's in a bad place I'm like look I'm here if you need to talk if you need to talk to somebody although we aren't the best of friends um I'm still here to talk yeah and I feel like my I feel like it, it is what you said that we have as humans a nature to help somebody and when we can't help we just get so frustrated so when I and that's all I want to do in my life is just help people um so when I can't help people I then I probably got frustrated with myself I probably got annoyed at myself because I couldn't help him mm. and then that that again kind of put up a wall look I can't do it anymore because and then I just separated myself mm. because that is all I want to do I want to help and then when I can't help that is the most frustrating thing mm. but I'm hoping again being a paramedic I'm gonna have to me I'm gonna me and have to treat many many people with disorders and I want to be able to not get that frustration I obviously I would be trained in dealing with them um but I don't want to get that frustration of I can't help you there is nothing I can do apart from obviously listen but sometimes I just feel like listening is just not enough yeah but they they might feel like it is enough but that's because I haven't done anything physically to help them it's not enough do you know what I mean like it's like trying to put like a plaster on it yeah if I put if I put a plaster on his mental health that would have made me feel better that would have made me feel like I helped him but because I didn't have that physical thing that was healing it I felt like I wasn't helping right I'm I'm gonna say this to you when you was when you're saying that it's like I feel like I want to help and I can put a plaster on it. You got to take you out of that situation, and because you're thinking if I can heal it in some way that I can see that it's been healed, then I've done something good. But sometimes mm. you can't see the good that you are doing. Sometimes you have to just 
it takes practice. You're only 16. These things come at a, trust me. I'm yeah. still working on it. I'm 33. I'm still working on it. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, and, and I, I have mental health issues. So mm. it, it does take, it does take practice from both ends, but it's one of those where you have to remember when you're talking to, to people with mental health issues, if you're going, thinking to yourself, I want to help, I want to help. When you're going, I want to help, you're thinking, how can I fix this? Rather than going, am I listening? Yeah. And it's it's one of those where when you're thinking of so much of how you're going to help, which, how, which way are you going to go, which, which like... Like, you so say, you're going to be a paramedic. You're going to think mm. of how many different ways that you can fix a broken leg yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like there is there comes a time where you do have to just stop and listen. Mm. Like there's a saying, I can't say it uh, word for word because I'm going to mess it up. Paraphrase. But there's Go a saying it. that um, it says, listen to re- not to reply. Yeah. I just, do you know the saying I'm yes, talking I about? I can't. I don't remember it word for word. Listen to actually listen, not just to reply. Yes, that's it. Yeah, it, it, it was. It, it was in my head somewhere, but just couldn't get out. I've probably got it wrong too, but I know exactly what you've been, and I'm sure it's along those lines. Yeah, but it, it's a lot. Of people do that. You'd be surprised how much people they'll they'll only listen to get their sit in. They so they took part of the conversation and missed quite a lot of it. But there is a lot within, um, there is a lot that people say that you, and you've got to look, you've got to listen, not just with your eye, uh, with your ears, but with your eyes too. Mm. Body language is massively important when it comes to mental health. I, I fully believe it is because what words can, what words can hide, the body can't. Your yeah. body will... If somebody says something to you within the first two milliseconds, I, I can't remember if it is the first two milliseconds, there is an actual fact on this, but your body will react quicker than your your mouth can speak because your body reacts with your brain quicker than your mouth can go because your, yeah. your brain's got to tell your mouth what to do and then how to say it because then you've got to think through what you're doing. But your body will instantly always react, even if it's in the slightest manner. It will always react. So that's if they take a short breath, or you know they'll fidget, or something like that. You'll you'll see more than sometimes your ears will pick up. So that you, is a really interesting point. Mm. Um, I yeah, I really like that. Um, and I feel like in not only with mental health, like in society nowadays, um, everybody is just rush 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 everyone's everywhere we don't actually take time to have that conversation whereas people would have done like 10 years ago Mm. because we're all so I mean I personally am not busy but um people have everything going on and they're all wrapped up in their lives and they don't take the time to just sit with somebody and have that conversation and that's what I hate about society um because it can help people with mental health issues. If you're if you meet somebody in a restaurant, for example, mm. um, and you start having a conversation, you might be the only person that has listened to them in a month. Yep. You might you might be the only person that they've spoken to. It's like um, I'm 
well, currently filling out the application forms to become a face-to-face befriender with Age UK. Okay. So I'll be sent. I'll be sent out to um, an elderly like elderly person, um, and just sit with them, talk with them, see if they need anything doing around the house. So just having that conversation because again, I might be the only person they see all week. They might not have family that visit them every day. Yeah. And it's just battling loneliness, which. Yeah. With elderly, I don't think their mental health is spoke about, if that oh, makes no, sense. You... This is a whole, I feel like this is a whole new point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and it is actually, it is spoken about, but not in the same way. Um, people don't realise how much loneliness can really get to people. And in the, there's been recent studies, I, you'll have to look them, Google them, I'm not entirely sure, but I know <clears throat> I, I, mine's had a few. Um, and uh, mental mental health foundation. If you if you want to ever look up on the statistics on there, they've got some quite shocking ones actually. Mm. Um, but loneliness is within the elderly is horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous, and because we are no longer, um, it's 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 having a turnaround. It's it's it, I've noticed there is a slow turnaround, like with people like yourself, and I've known um a, a a lovely woman who has made a cafe that started out for dementia and has now become a community cafe, and um, there are people out there that are trying to help, but it we are not a community that looks after our elderly as much anymore. We are, as I say, we do tend to get wrapped up. There is so much going on, and time flies, and before you know it it's it's too late and distance has been made um yeah and i think that that needs to be catered for a lot more yeah that do that does make me like sad because i love the elderly and i hate the thought that i hate i hate the thought of me being in in a little bungalow with nobody to talk to yeah we're just mindlessly watching the TV all day, nowhere to go, nobody to talk to, because that's such a horrible thought, and I feel like that's such a an awful way to go. Um, so I feel like there should be more people that want to help, and I feel like it is a domino effect. So if I start doing it and I start telling my friends about it, and they start doing it, and then they start telling their friends, it will just there's like a knock on effect, and then hopefully there will be many more people that want to help. Well, you start... Well, that's the thing is you're starting to do something and that's the important part. And I, I commend you for that because not many people I know do. And I love to see that people are reaching out to help. Like, for me, helping is... Like, for what you said earlier, helping for me runs deep. Like, mm. in general, like, my one word that I live by is help because I will help in some form of way for anybody. But there's, you've got to help others and help yourself to a certain degree. But there is, if one's, you're right, that if one starts doing it, then it puts it into their mind. Even if they don't go and volunteer, they might just think, you know what, I haven't called my granny in a while, I'll give her a ring and stuff like that. And I think that's the important part. Yeah, I think it's just that constant battle of fighting loneliness which hopefully will get better but the way society is going there if there is not people like 
you and me that want to help everybody, if there's not many people left that are like that, then we won't be able to do our bit, if that makes sense. Mm. It will just come to a point where everyone is on technology. Everyone, there's probably probably will come to a time where nobody even talks to each other face to face. We're all on our phones, mm. and that's such an that's such a horrible thought because there will be people in the crowd struggling, but not being able to talk about their situation, not being able to be spoken to mm. and helped in that way mm. um but i do agree with your little life motto just to help yeah um because it is in all aspects in life to the really deep moments where you need to help somebody in a really sticky situation um or just like the little little ones like help your mum put the shopping away or do you know what i mean just do those little things that it's, gradually builds up it doesn't it's, it's not even that that it's helping yourself to understand which is what you're doing now helping your own self-awareness like help runs through so much and it doesn't just start from the external it can be from the internal as well yeah i feel like you need to take care of your mind before everything else hmm. so for example for example if i've not there there are moments where there are days I mean where I've not got dressed all day like for example I'm in my pajamas right now and I've not got dressed all day um but there are days where I've not embarrassing as it is not even brushed my teeth um and I feel like once you I even put things like brush my teeth or have a shower on my to-do list because once I've done them once I've took care of myself I then start feeling more productive and feeling more motivated to help other people and help. Then all these all these ideas come into my head because I have many ideas of little inventions or little businesses that I want to start running, which probably will never happen. It's just a little shower thought. Um, you should write them but, down. You should journal them. Yeah, I should. Um, right now, they're all just in my head. Um, I do. There is a Facebook group that I'm in for a, a YouTube group um and their field their that youtuber's like motto is to seek discomfort and they have created a little community on facebook and i'm part of that group and i do tend to go there if i'm feeling a bit meh if i'm yeah. just having a bit of an off day i will go there and i'll get so much support and that's what that that's what gives me hope in the world that's what because there are people out there hmm. that will that will give me that support if I need it. I'm not saying that I do struggle with, I'm not saying that I do struggle with mental health, mm. but there are days where I just don't want to You're human. leave the house. Yeah, I'm only human. There is everybody has those days. Um I feel like I was about to break out into a song then. Um <laughs> everybody has those days. Everybody makes mistakes. Um but yeah, we are only human and everyone feels that way. But again, people feel it in more extreme situations. And the thing that I don't understand is if I can help myself, if, for example, I'm having a bad day and I haven't brushed my teeth, if I put that on my to-do list to brush my teeth, and once I tick that off, I start getting more motivated and want to start ticking yeah. everything else off on my to-do list. But I don't understand how people that feel that way, people that are feeling low, can't do that i don't understand how they can't because get out of that situation I'll, I'll, I'll be honest a person who is going for a mental health issue 
you you'll say or oh, I'll put a brush my teeth um on your to-do list and somebody with a mental health issue will see that as climbing Everest it is yeah I do understand that it's um it's like the best way to describe it from my own personal opinion is like trying to walk through quicksand you're forever sinking and every movement feels like you're sinking even more that's my personal opinion of it and my experience is that you just feel like you're in quicksand and every thought drags you further and further under and it is you are battling with your your inner monologue your inner monologue or dialogue Dialogue, monologue. Mon- monologue, it is monologue. You're on your own. I, it's, it, yeah, I was never good with that. Um, <laughs> so you're in a monologue, it's just telling you constantly that you're not worth it or some or something bad's going to happen if you do this or what's the point? And you run these thoughts so much that it's like having somebody constantly whisper in your ear, you're useless, you're rubbish, you can't do this. You, And it is constant. There is, on days where it's bad, you literally get no break from it. And then you'll run through scenarios in your head of, of... Personally, it's got to a point in my life where I've had times where I'd be like, what is the point? What is the absolute point? There is no point to my life. I don't feel like I'm making impact or anything on anybody. When I was younger than you, I literally did not want to be around anymore. I had sat in my bedroom deciding whether or not I actually had anybody who loved me. And it was... I. The funny thing is, is I knew I had people that loved me, but it was working out whether or not that, that was enough for me to be around. And it is literally, it's your own mind telling you these things. Nobody else's. It's your own perceptions and your inner perception of everything. And problem is, is once you get stuck down there so far, it's so hard to come back. And you can, it's like, some days you can take five steps forward and you'll take three steps back. And you feel absolutely shit that you've took those three steps back it's some people like you who are on the other side that go, but remember, you've still gone forward two steps. You might have yeah. gone back three, but you went forward five. So it's people like you on the other side. I had, I did have, luckily enough, people that reached to me and went, you did take, remember, there's two steps there. You did take two steps. You're really annoyed that you've gone back three. Or you're really down about this and you're beating yourself up about it. But remember those two steps. And it that's yep. what it takes from people on the other side, like your side, that can go, I can't experience it, but you took those steps forward. And the, the, the best thing you can say is, you tried. You got out of bed. Like, even if they got out of bed, went to the toilet and got back into bed, I've known people to not even get out of bed to go to the toilet. And yeah, that does give me a different outlook on it. it but is, a good outlook to have. It, it, it is that, that understanding. You don't get... A book can tell you every mental health issue going. 
there's the ICD-10, the DSM, they will tell you every mental health disorder uh, uh, or issue or anything clinical about it. It just says these are the points, these are the symptoms. But you can put 10 people in that category and then speak to them and every story is different and every step forward or back is different. So that's why talking to the people and going, right, and sometimes you have to say to them, you've repeated this part, how do you feel about that part? Or listening to the part that they've repeated and then questioning the part that they've repeated. They wouldn't even realise that they've repeated it. People repeat themselves all the time without even realising it. And if you mm. were to go, right, or when they've spoken and they've realised that their voice has gone high on a little on the end of one word, how come you reacted on that? What's up? It, it's that noticing stuff about people that helps and then going, well, yeah, you were spent a week in bed, but today you got up and made breakfast. Round of applause because you bloody well need it. Just while they're getting started again. Because, like you say, in the same way as you have your to-do list, once you get going, there's that little bit of motivation. Just people with mental health issues take a lot longer and need a lot more patience because that quicksand is heavy and it brings in fast. So it's one of those that once they get in there and they've got the rope, they're pulling themselves out. Even if they slip on the rope a bit, they're still trying to pull themselves out. It takes that little bit longer. And I'm going in between metaphors here quite a lot. But um, <laughs> but it's, a, it's, it's that thing of, it, to begin with, every little step congratulate it. And then they don't. Then they'll take the bigger steps and the bigger steps and the bigger steps, and eventually they'll get themselves to a point where they might be able to speak about stuff that they hadn't spoken up before because the other stuff was bogging them down too much. It just takes time; it unfolds itself. And, and yeah, it does give me like a new understanding of how I can understand people with disorders because, like you said, those little steps mean the world to them but when you're an outsider you're like well why couldn't you do that why couldn't you go to the toilet but as an insider of thinking of being in that situation of feeling that low that it is the little steps that do count the most Mm -hmm. um but yeah it does give me that understanding and I do and I I appreciate that because now looking back on times it's like oh I should have congratulated them for doing this or I should have I think it's that praise that everybody whether they have a mental health issue or not everybody craves a praise of some sort Mm. um you want to be praised by your parents or your bosses or just like for example like your college or uni tutors you just want that praise and once you get that praise you know you're on the right track and you know that you're you start feeling good about yourself because you know that you're doing something right and giving that praise to somebody who had struggled to get out of bed but did get out of bread bread did sorry (laughs) did get out of bed to make breakfast giving that praise to them means the world to them and it is the stepping stone to getting them that help 
It is because you're inter... Like, I always think that sometimes, yeah, you do need that little bit of praise because you've got to think your inner monologue is going your absolute shit. So mm. a little bit of praise of getting there, it can change it because it's... I, I, never, I never think that you should be validated by solely the external. You've got to learn to validate yourself. But if your current voice inside your head is couldn't validate you if your life depended on it and in some cases it really does you've got to have that support system around you that goes that interrupts that inner thought enough for them to start believing in themselves once you if you can get to a point with somebody where they even have like a tiny ounce of belief in themselves where they didn't before that is a major feat because that's where it's they don't believe in themselves. They've had so much going on in their head that they question everything. That's the anxiety part of it. You question everything. They say depression is worrying about the past. Anxiety is worried about the future. To, mm. to try and help is to be present. And the person who is dealing with either one birth or, or other mental health issues like bipolar, schizophrenia and all that lot. Being present in that moment means you are paying attention to whatever they're going through and you're validating whatever they are going through. Yeah, I think that's really important and it's important for people to understand that are like me and don't, like I said, don't have that experience. It's important for them to understand that you need... you. They are going through those things and they do have those voices in their heads. So if you're like me and in the past you've spoken to somebody with a mental health disorder, like why can't you understand that there are so many people around you that love and support you? There are so many people that I can, I can count. Like I can't even count on one hand. There are so many people that support you and love you. Um instead of saying like why why don't you understand that why don't you see that just understand that they they do know that but they're being told differently the voices in their head are telling them that they're not worth it telling them that there aren't people in their life that supports them and then once they get wrapped up in that there is no coming back i exactly though i mean we are like generalizing to a certain thing because there are many 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 different disorders there's ocd with, with intrusive thoughts and everything and every every person's inner voice is different it's a different story it's it's so individual that's the thing with mental health um it is such an individual thing and down to interpretation not just for the person that they're talking to but the person feeling it as well it's such an individual thing it's very hard for not only that but if you don't know yourself how you feel how the hell are you going to explain it yeah and that's a, that's another thing it's like somebody's there to listen and that's great but if you can't say what you're saying what you're feeling and thinking and what's going on and you know what's going on in your head you're like well you're there but yeah i don't understand it's just so it's 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 really incredibly hard but i think if you are, like yourself, willing to, you know, I'm going to learn as much as I can. And, like I say, you're only 16. Like, you're saying, like, you're looking back and going, I should have done this, should have done Don't ever punish yourself for going, I should have done this, should have done that. 
you are still trying to learn to understand. The point is you're willing to learn to understand. That takes a lot on its own. A lot of people don't do that. And it, it does make me sad when I think about it. But there are people like you that are going, you know what, I haven't experienced it. I've maybe had a bad day or a bad couple of days or experienced like something bad and felt a bit crap for a few days um, or whatever. But I don't know what it feels like. But I'm going to take the time to understand or understand to the best of my capabilities because I, I know that it would help somebody else. And you have no idea by you just doing that alone could be somebody's lifesaver. Yeah, I think more people should do that, take that approach um, of just like, I want to help, but I don't understand. So I'm going to learn to understand. Um, because like you said, I could be somebody's lifesaver. That I could meet somebody who is on the verge of suicide and I could be the person that changes that but that is such like such a uh I don't know what the word is but it's such like I think about that a lot Mm. um and I think about the moment like a moment if I had that Mm. so for example like me and my friend were went to our local shop the other uh Mm. like a month or two ago yeah and there's a there's a bridge uh above a train track on the way to the shop and but in the, in the time that we were in the shop which really wasn't long we started walking back and there was a man sitting on the bridge um obviously going to jump yeah. and i luckily because me being 16 and my friend also being 16 and this grown man's on the bridge i started thinking what the hell what would i say to him to stop him from doing that like how could I be given that power but luckily there were a lot of people around so they took that responsibility they helped him Mm. um and I kind of wandered off and waited until I could see that he wasn't on the bridge anymore and he was with either a policeman or a paramedic before I left before I left the scene and went back home because I just and I ended that like that night, I just thought, what the hell would I have said to him to hopefully get him off that bridge? And that's that's a thought I think about a lot because people are unfortunately feeling suicidal every single day and you never know when you're going to meet somebody, you're going to have that interaction. So I just think, what the hell would I say and I feel like understanding, having conversations like this and having conversations with people who have mental health issues and understanding their point of view and understanding how they think in that moment mm. would help me to interact with this man. Does that make sense? That That's actually an amazing thought. That's, that's incredible. Um, and, yeah, I, I hold that with you. Always hold that with you. Because mm. there might come a time where you need to think of that 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 situation, um, and that that's quite a strong thought that will always stay with you, uh, and I I hope one day those situations are never needed or never anybody will never be in that situation, but that's I would say keep that with you and you've took. You've took such a, 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 a massively visual thing 
and made that the representation of why you want to understand and I, I, I commend you for it because that's amazing yeah thank you um I just feel like like I said before I just always want to help and in that situation if I was alone and this man was there and I I had to talk him out of that I feel like something would kick in and hopefully from the understanding of again conversations like this I hope that I would have been able to get him off that bridge um and I feel like like you said it is a good thing to have and in later life again when I'm a paramedic I'm going I probably will have that experience unfortunately um but I like to think that I can build up the understanding now so whenever that time comes, hopefully it does not come, but if, if ever that time does come, I will have that knowledge and have in the back of my mind, I'll think, do you remember that conversation yeah. where I spoke about how they felt? And if I remember that, then hopefully it will just, something will kick in in my brain and I'll just go into like overdrive and I'll do everything I possibly can and say everything I can to possibly help that man hopefully it never happens in my life but in the career path I want to go down um unfortunately it might happen and I need to be prepared to deal with that situation when it does happen my my advice to you would be always be in a learner's mindset never think that you've learned enough always continue to learn yeah I do I do like the the thought of just although during obviously because I'm 16 during my GCSEs and during school um I hated education I hated having to go to a place and just learn but now that I'm in college and I'm studying health and social care which is my favorite subject Mm. and in that subject I cover hundreds of topics every single day I have debates in my classes every single day about topics like this and about things that will help me in later life so now that I'm in a place where I'm confident in my college. I'm confident in my subject. Now that that I love learning and I love writing assignments and I'm so excited to go to university so I can learn more, I can develop my understanding, especially when it comes to doing paramedic science in university. I love the thought that one day I'm going to learn how to put an IV into somebody's arm. I'm going to learn all these things that I just have no clue now but I love the thought that I'm going to learn that. I'm gonna. I'm excited to learn that, which I think is a great mindset to have, especially when I'm a teenager and I'm going through, you know, GCSEs and I'm going through all those exams and the yucky parts of education. Um, I think it's a good mindset to have to be so excited to further learn and just develop my understanding on pretty much every topic that I'm covering at the moment. Well, that you know what? That fills me with so much hope for the future. Um, we are coming to the end, but it's it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you tonight. I have it it's it's been so nice to speak to somebody who and and I don't mean to say different generations but as a like I'm older than you kind of thing but it is a different generation the same way as my older than me would be a different generation and sometimes there is a bit of a gap between 
but to see what you're doing in the future and what you're trying to do on top of your education is learn about people, learn about people's stories, understand what they're going through. It's all right reading a book, but a person doesn't come with a manual. Of course, yeah. And I think what you're doing is, and it gives me hope to see what's coming through because when I was at school, none of this was informed. We didn't have any of this. We didn't talk about any of this. You was either ill physically or you were okay. That was it. Yeah. But I think the most it ever went on is being classed as actual mental, which is a horrible way of thinking of people who are going through issues. And um, it, it's, it's, it's so nice and refreshing because the younger, younger generation, I put down a lot. And it... it, it I, I, I've never got why I've never got I mean I know there's a few bad eggs but there's a few bad eggs in my years and there's a few bad eggs yeah. in all the years but in general good people people are good in general people are good they only want good for everybody else so it has been absolutely lovely to speak to you tonight it has and thank you very much for this opportunity to get my point across well, that has been so lovely. You're very much welcome. And I've come to my last question. I am going to adjust it for you, which is, is always good. Because you know what I said? Being in a learner's mindset, you've given me something to think about and how I can change stuff to include everybody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my final question is that I generally say you're about to meet somebody who's about to go through everything that you've gone through. Um, experience what you've experienced. Now, obviously, you're, it'd be, it's a lot harder for you to think of that but with you being young and maybe not as gone as through as so much. But I'm going to go for the stick for the same question. Everything that you've experienced up until now, um, that you're about to meet somebody who is going to go through it. They might be a bit older, they might be a bit younger. They're about to go through everything that you've experienced and you've questioned in your life and how could I have helped and this, that and the other. They're about to experience it all. Um, but you're not allowed to tell them you're not allowed to tell them where, where you think you could have done better and stuff like that. All you can do is give them three pieces of advice. What would they be? That is a great question. I feel like I'm going to... I feel like I'm interviewed for, like, a news report. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let me think. Right, the first advice I would give is to always be confident in you. Be confident in that you're you can do good and you will do good um so and don't let anybody take that confidence away um my second piece of advice would be listen 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 there are going to be many times that you will just like we've spoke about tonight i'm speaking to i'm saying this like there's an actual person in front of me (laughs) um that's good there like we've spoken about tonight there will be times where you just need just listening is enough and just don't doubt that by listening you're not helping Mm. um I don't know whether I've worded that right it sounded right in my head but didn't quite sound right when I said it out loud no no I understood (laughs) um the third piece of advice the third and final one would be um just to have fun 
although there are going to be moments in your life that are bad and you're going to think, oh, God, how am I ever going to get out of this situation? How am I ever going to, you know, get out of this rut? But if you have fun, just live in that moment. Although you're in a bad place, although you're in a sticky situation, there are good moments in every situation. There are silver linings in every single situation that you will ever have. Um, And I feel like if you just live by the motto of just having fun, then you can make any situation turn out to any day, really, to turn out to be the best day you're going to live. And yeah, I think that's my all my advice. I'm going to go with you on the uh, the listen. I always say you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So you 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 meant to listen twice as much as you speak. That yeah, one. definitely. And uh, everything's doubled over your mouth, your eyes and your ears. So you meant to listen and look more than you are to speak. Um, and the thing you're saying about the guy on the bridge, and you're saying you don't know what you wouldn't know what to say sometimes you don't have to say anything sometimes you can just stand by the person and they know there's somebody there think sometimes listening actually doesn't have to mean they're saying anything you can just stand by them sit in silence that could be totally where you could be stood by somebody when they're making a decision that could end horrendously or you sat in your living room they're not saying a word and you're sharing a cup of tea. Sometimes listening means nobody's actually speaking at all. Yeah, I think that's really important and it's important for me. Um, I mean, pressure on me, but it's important for me not to forget that. And God forbid this, if it happens, then it's awful. But I'm, I hope and pray that it never happens in my life. But if there does come a time where I have to talk somebody out of suicide then I really hope I remember this conversation I remember everything that we've spoken about and all the advice you have given me um and hopefully if it was ever to happen then hopefully you know I'd be able to help them in some sort of way well I I hope so too I hope I also hope that you never have to experience it um but as you say the job that you're going into the thing with I've always I've said it before to um uh, I've had firefighters on here and stuff like that and policemen and paramedics, policemen, anybody who's on first response you are never called to good situations maybe maybe a birth in your case you might you might have yeah. that but in general you don't call 999 if it's good so yeah. you, it's one of those it takes a lot so I'm going to give my piece of advice to you is always look after your own mental health because with the job that you're going into i i i have the utmost respect for any first responder but i always think you have to look after yourself so personally mine straight to you make sure you always look after yourself as well yes i do hope i remember that because again like you said there will be times where i'll probably be so overwhelmed that I'll just forget that I'm human too and I need time to just chill out a bit. Um, but yeah, I do hope that I just, if there ever comes a time where I am just so overwhelmed, I do hope that I take a step back and say, look, I can't deal with this right now. I can't 
carry on with this. I'll just take a couple of days or take a day to just focus on myself and then jump back into action. Always remember the oxygen mask theory. On a, on a plane, they always say, put the mask on yourself first before you help somebody else because you can't help somebody else if you're flailing and ha- not being able to breathe. So always remember the oxygen mask theory. You've got to put the mask on yourself before you can help anybody else. I've not heard that, but yes, I will. I will never forget that. Um, so I'm going to, as again, I'm, I'm going to have to come to an end. And uh, But it's been a very lovely conversation. I very much enjoyed it. And I wish you all the best in, in your education. And if you ever feel like you need some help, then you're more than welcome to contact me again. Thank you, and I'm sure we'll be in touch again. Oh, no problem. And uh, as for my listeners, uh, if you want to speak about this or any subjects, or you know you're always welcome to come on board. Contact me like Emma did, and we can go from there. So come to the end, and as always, good day, good brew. If you like this episode and want to listen to more, I have over 60 episodes of A Cuppa With. And they go from me talking on my own about subjects and stories of my life to others. And some people I've spoken to have incredible, incredible stories. And that's what it's all about. Talking about people's stories over a cup of tea. And having those open conversations. So, like I say, if you like, share, subscribe, rate. That's all appreciated. And thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this.